This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. This is Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. When athletes start to head towards the end of their career on the field or the court or the ice, whatever it might be, they begin to think about what is next. And you've seen a variety of athletes go on to have uh, pretty good success in the business world. One such athlete may very well be Ryan Howard, the longtime first baseman of the Philadelphia Phillies. Isn't retired, but he's definitely looking at the next phase of his life. And so he has started an association with a venture capital firm based here in the Philadelphia area, 76 Capital, which is run by managing partners Wayne Kimmel and John Powell. Part of what they are interested in is the world of esports, which is a growing success seemingly every month now. And it's a pleasure to have uh, Ryan Howard and Wayne Kimmel joining us on the show right now. Gentlemen, great to have you with us today. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thank you both. Uh, Ryan, uh, just to get the baseball part of out, out of the way, you are not retired, correct? No, I'm not. No, I'm not officially retired. So okay. There hasn't been any any announcements uh, that have been made about any of that kind of stuff. So what started you getting thinking about your about your days after baseball and specifically wanting to be in venture capital? Well, I've always been very forward thinking in that. I mean, you know, for me personally, I've always understood that, like, baseball's not going to last forever, right? So, you know, I've been blessed and lucky enough to be able to play for as long as I've been able to play 12-plus years. But, you know, you live to be 100 years old. You know, I'm almost 40 years old now, and I still got another 60 years to go, right? Yeah. So, uh, for me, I was always very forward thinking in terms of what is it that, you know, I want to try to continue to do um, after baseball. And I always knew I wanted to get into the, the business world in some way, shape, and form. And, and venture capital uh, was something that kind of jumped out to me, obviously having the opportunity of being able to work with smart, nice, great entrepreneurs that are looking to try to change the world and make it a better place. So it was something that appealed to me. And in being able to meet uh, you know, my, my partners, Wayne and John, um, it was the perfect fit. So, Wayne, how did the relationship with Ryan get started? Well, you know, we met through mutual friends, and we spent a lot of time together getting to know each other, getting to know each other's families. And as Ryan said, you know, we really connected around the thing that's most important to us. We're all about working with smart and nice people who want to change the world, and that's who Ryan is. And so, you know, after spending that time with him, we said, you know what, let's, let's, let's go do this together. Well, seemingly, we see a lot of that here, Wayne, uh, here at the Wharton School, and obviously, uh, you know, kids that are graduating and, and going out in the world, and obviously some of them are are leading towards the path of working with a company, but so many of them are looking to start their own idea right now. And, and I guess that is kind of the unique thing that we have in our in our business culture right now, is that you do have so many people with so many different ideas that are looking for that next step in the process. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And one of the thing that's re- things that's really amazing is is just to see, look at the incredible traits and the things that it takes to be successful as a professional athlete. The things that have made Ryan great as a professional baseball player, those similar traits, the passion, the desire, the drive that he's had to have to be one of the top professional baseball players in the world. Um, is the same the same kinds of traits that you need to have to be a successful entrepreneur. 
you have to be tough. You have to be, you know, have that incredible desire and passion and, and, and be able to fight through people telling you that your idea is crazy. Very, very similar types of things that you need to do to be successful as an entrepreneur, that you need to be as a successful athlete. So to see these worlds come together um, is, is really special. There's also a part of it, Ryan, and, and we've talked with uh, with venture capitalists in the past, but there's also a part of it uh, of the relationship that you can develop with that entrepreneur, the, the idea that they are bringing forward, and just the benefit they get from having somebody with the financial backing to understand that their idea is something that can be really good, but having that financial mm-hmm. support as well. And, and I think that part of the relationship, obviously it's partly monetary, but, but a, a big part of it is just that one-on-one connection that you have with somebody. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's kind of like with what we've talked about. I, I like to use a lot of uh, athletic and, and uh, either baseball analogies with, with a lot of the things that I talk with Wayne and John about, because that's, you know, that's what I know a lot of, right? So when working with these entrepreneurs, it's you want to be able to build a team. You want to be able to know, or they want to be able to know that, hey, we've got their back and we're all a team. We're all in this together. So being able to kind of help them through financially, not only financially, but being for being there for them in other ways and being able to let them know that, hey, we're part of a team. We're in this with you for the long haul to try to make this thing as much of a success as we possibly can. How much of a learning process is this for you because of the fact that this is, to a degree, a new realm for you? Uh, Mm -hmm. You obviously have the interest in it, but there are probably pieces to it that you need to learn along the way. Oh, no, absolutely. And that's where teaming up with John and teaming up with Wayne, again, it's all about having a great team. And for me, these guys are great, great teammates. Because these guys have helped kind of bring me along and helped show me the ropes and, and continue to teach me. And, and I just try to soak it up as much as I can, you know, being uh, trying to be a sponge and learning and being able to get in front of these entrepreneurs and having these conversations with them. It's been great. I get to be the rookie all over again. So, <laughs> I, was, I, I was just um, going to I was just going to ask. So I was just going <laughs> to ask Wayne. Wayne, has Ryan surpassed his rookie status at, at this point? Well, he certainly has, and, and the types of things that he's been able to add to our team has really been tremendous. And as, as you said, look, we're, we're startup investors. We look to invest in consumer-facing tech companies in three areas, in sports tech, in health tech, and the future of retail. And to have Ryan, who really can add so much to, the, to us with whether we're looking and evaluating companies in the sports tech world, even in the health and wellness space, right? All the things that Ryan has done to become an prof- incredible professional athlete you know, all of his training regimens, all the different things that he's used to enable him to be successful and have allowed, are the things that we look for um, to, to, to invest in as well. So Ryan can really bring a very interesting perspective to that, to that for us. We are joined on the phone by uh, uh, Major Leaguer Ryan Howard and also uh, Wayne Kimmel, who's a managing partner at 76 Capital. Uh, we're talking about the, the partnership that they have. And, and Ryan, obviously, uh, one of the things that I, I think is an interesting piece to this is the transition from the playing career into the post career. And as I mentioned at the top, a lot of athletes are able to make that transition pretty easily. Some are not. Are, are right. you starting to have conversations with other professional athletes about the thought process of post-career, what they want to do? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely those conversations. I think now, um, you know, back then, I think there, there obviously there wasn't as much 
of a platform socially as there is today. So you see a lot more people that are actually getting involved as they're still currently playing. Right. But I think that now as people are starting to get closer towards the end of their careers, yeah, they're starting to look at trying to make that transition so that it's, you know, basically hopping from one to the next. And it's just all about uh, forward thinking. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think, Dan, you know, on, on that point, it's really interesting you mentioned that. You know, we also, we believe we're one of the only venture capital funds in, in the country that has a partnership with a sports marketing firm where we represent professional athletes, Olympic athletes, and sports broadcasters, and we have those conversations. So guys cross over from one side to the other. So a great example is DeMarco Murray, who's not yeah. only a client of ours at Rubicon Town, but also was involved with us at 76 Capital. Well, I mentioned the esports part of it at the top, Wayne, and obviously this is just an unbelievable growth area, uh, especially in the last two years or so. When you look at, at esports, what is it that has really driven its growth? Well, I think the one thing that's amazing is is just to see how many people are are playing as well as watching that sport. And the thing is, is that what we believe at 76 Capitals, there's a really amazing opportunity to, to start to look at the amateur ranks. There's a lot of talk and there's a lot of money that's being thrown at the professional ranks today. And we're looking at the, at the, at the, um, the amateur side of it. And we're, you know, Ryan and I are investors in a company called uh, Nerd Street Gamers, which is based in Philadelphia. And we are doing at, we're creating amateur tournaments all across the country right now. Ryan, what is it about esports that you see as as being so interesting? And part of it I I find interesting is the fact that you're starting to now see stadiums filled with people watching right. other people playing these right. games. I mean, that's it. That's it. I mean, who would have thought, you know, years ago, like when I was growing up, I would get in trouble for playing video games too much. Now, <laughs> now kids are able to get scholarships. You know, so the the the, the world of esports is so it's so just it's continually growing to the point to where it's it's, it's amazing um i mean again like kind of echo with what wayne said just the growth of it is and, and the potential of it and it's just uh it's, it's something to be seen how how big do you wayne think that that esports can be I, I mean seemingly we're starting to see now television networks putting these events on and, and that's something i think a lot of people wouldn't have believed 10 years ago yeah, people wouldn't believe where it is today. I mean, it, it, the fact that you know you're actually going and you're either going to an event or watching an event of of people playing video games against each other is really blows people's minds. I mean, it's one of the big topics this weekend is the NBA All Star Game will be out in L.A. There, and one of the big things they're talking about is the NBA 2K League, which starts you know in, very soon for them. Uh, the MLS is involved with that. MLS is, has an EMLS. Um, uh, things going on right now then you have the overwatch league and the league of legends and you know it's just it's amazing what's happening in these leagues um today and and i think that the the interest is is it could be you know look one of the things that you know a lot of the reports they're talking about right now is that you know the viewership will will eclipse one of the four major sports soon right very soon do you think that's possible could could we see that type of viewership and and coming from it as an athlete absolutely yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I definitely think that's possible. I think, I definitely think that uh, as esports continues to grow, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be. It's. I mean, it's already a global phenomenon. So I, I think it'll definitely get to that point to where it will eclipse, um, you know, one or or a couple of the 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 major professional sports. 
part of this with esports right now, Ryan, is the fact that seemingly, as as Wayne mentioned, the, there are partnerships out there with leagues. So that you're talking about enhancing the original product, whether it be the the NBA 2K League with the NBA or MLS with, with that league. Does it continue to move in that way, or do you get to the point where it's so big that it maybe even potentially hampers the league as well? I don't think it'll hamper the league. I don't. I don't think it'll it'll get to that. I mean, obviously, I think it'll stay as its own, you know, separate entity and not really affect what takes place. I mean, people still want to be able to go out and watch, um, you know, watch a LeBron James go do his thing or a Steph Curry do his thing. So I think that I don't. I don't think it's going to cross over and really have any kind of uh, hampering with with what's going on with like the regular sports. Wayne. I, I I agree with Ryan as well. I mean, I think it's look. It's, it's a way for the different organizations to extend to the younger demographic today. You know, this is this is just an opportunity for whether it's the Comcast Spectacors here in Philadelphia or the Monumentals down in in the D.C. area, and how they're looking at their fan bases today and how to engage this young younger generation. This is what they're interested in. This is what they watch. This is what they play. This is just a whole other another way of reaching them. And I would think, Wayne, that it also gives the, the leagues and the teams a way to be able to maximize the stadiums that they have as well, to be able to use these facilities for these different events. I think the, the, the Cowboys Stadium down in, in, uh, in Dallas has used uh, its facility for eSports as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that, and, and I think that there's – It'll be really interesting to see, and as I said earlier, one of the things that we're really focused on is the fact that they're the amateur ranks. I mean, today, as a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old, if you want to play in an eSports league, there is no little league for you. If you are really good and you make it to the AAU ranks, there is no such thing yet. So we want to be in that business of creating those those leagues for the, for the young for younger people so that they can go and be in a situation where they can fulfill the scholarships that are out there there's 50 colleges and universities across the country that are offering scholarships for esports players today so you know where are they going to recruit from uh, that's one of the things that we're we're working on right now. Well, you, you mentioned the other couple of areas that your company uh, is involved with, uh, looking at in terms of health tech and, and retail as well. And those are two areas, Wayne, that obviously in the last few years they they have soared with the numbers of entrepreneurs that are in there. And, and health tech obviously is one where where the the profitability right now is has unbelievable potential because of the need for this type of uh, of change within the healthcare sector. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, look, we, we believe there's real upside in the health tech world as well as in the in the future of retail. Um, how you know, we look at what's what Amazon's doing today with with the stores that that the, in, and all the things that they're doing. I mean, it's it's incredible to see what's what's next in retail. And fortunately, we have we have experts on our team. You know, like like my partner John. You know, our partner John, who's family built the King of Prussia Mall. Fifty years ago, there's no such thing as a shopping mall. Yeah. And they started that, right? And, and they've innovated and innovated over the years with, within, that, within that space. So what's next? We look to play in that as well.
844-942-7866 is the number if you would like to join in. Or you can send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. We are joined by Wayne Kimmel, managing partner of 76 Capital, and also Ryan Howard, uh, major leaguer, and uh, his partner in, in this venture, 844-942-7866. So, Ryan, having done this now for a little while, uh, are you confident at the point where you are going out and and – seeing and scouting potential new entrepreneurial ideas that you may want to pitch to to Wayne and John and bring into the company? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've I've had so many different opportunities kind of come across my uh my desk to where yeah, I, I you know, we always go back and and share with each other and just kind of talk about them and 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 see if see if it's something that we like and if it's a good fit. So, yeah, I definitely feel confident being able to go out there and, and seeing some of these different opportunities. Are there areas outside of the ones that, that 76 Capital are already touching on? Are there other areas that you think are, are potential good areas that, that you are looking at? Well, I think right now we've just kind of stayed focused on our initial views of the health and wellness, the retail, and the, the sports tech. But, I mean, yeah, there's there's just all different kind of things that will come across, but – you know, you take a look at it, you see if it if it works for you. But we continue to try to keep the main focus on those. How how, how important is is the health and wellness part of this for you? Uh, the health and wellness is is very important. Um, I mean, obviously, being an athlete, you're always looking at what's the 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 next best, the newest uh, type of tech, the newest type of of way of being able to uh, stay out there on the field. Correct, right? So, I mean, for us, the health and wellness part, we're looking at all the different wearables, all this information that you're able to gather on what's going on with your body and understanding what, you know, the state of the union of yourself is, um, it's cool. It's it's definitely cool for me to be able to kind of get in that space and be able to learn more and see more, obviously being able to kind of provide the the athletic view of it as well. But how much has that that even changed your mindset in terms of training because of the fact that you have so many of these devices out there? It, it's huge because I think it allows you to become more efficient with your training. I think as an athlete, the goal is to be as efficient as possible. Um, Cause there's times where it's like, Hey, you don't want to necessarily try to have to do more than what you really need to, or because then you might be creating unnecessary wear and tear on your body. So if you're able to find that tech or find that wearable or find whatever it is, that's going to allow you to be more efficient in your workouts and what you're trying to accomplish um, on the field or the court or the track or whatnot, then that's that's your main benefit right there. So how much have you seen this work its way into Major League Baseball over the last few years? Oh, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. I mean, teams, you know, teams have definitely gone uh, the, the, the way of sports tech, um, looking at, you know, looking at the players and trying to gauge, all right, how much sleep is this person getting? How much yeah. – uh, recovery is this person getting all right what what muscles are firing and this and that or whatnot so it's definitely integrated in the game of baseball as as well as all around uh the rest of sports teams have definitely gone that way of trying to learn more about their uh about their players wayne i, I mentioned with with ryan how much he's learned from you how much have you learned from him over the course of time working with him well, it's it's a it's a real pleasure and and you know to to work with Ryan and we we have a 
we have a great relationship and, and we, we, we learn a ton. I mean, one of the things that we recently did with one of our companies is called Startup Health. And during the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference in San Francisco, uh, we hosted a panel where um, I interviewed not only Ryan was on the panel, as well as Andre Iguodala and Curry Walsh Jennings. And Andre and Kerry and Ryan talked about exactly what you were just talking about, how sports tech and health tech have really influenced and impacted the professional sports world. And it was really funny to hear, you know, Andre Iguodala talk about it. He said, so what's different from when you first came up as a rookie when you were playing for the Philadelphia 76ers and now as a, as a you know, an NBA uh, world champion with the Golden State Warriors? And he said, you know, we used to just pump iron and try to get big muscles. He's like, now it's like so different. You know, it's about stretching. It's about making sure that, our, that we're not, as, as Ryan was saying, that, we're, that we are, we're not tired, that we were, we're able to perform on the court. And sometimes, yeah. you know, coaches will tell us to not, to not work out and to rest. Let me ask you, Ryan, and I spent part of my career early on working in minor league baseball on the business side of things mm-hmm. and, and, and traveling around to a lot of the cities. And, and you well know what the lifestyle is in minor league baseball. I'd be interested to get your opinion on, on how, much, how much the technology at the major league end can transfer down to the minor league end because these are the athletes in, in major that will be the next – uh, the next level of Major League Baseball right. players, they have to be doing this stuff now when they're at single A and yeah. double A to be prepared for when they get to the Major Leagues. No, absolutely. I think it's that it's a definite trickle-down effect um, of what takes place up there in the Major Leagues that goes down to the Minor Leagues because of that. You know, uh, with, these guys, with the kids coming up and, and being able to make it. I mean, I, yeah, going through the Minor Leagues was, was tough. I mean, we had 17-hour bus rides, and yes. you're playing the next day, and you're, you know, just the travel, the wear and tear, you're playing 142 games. Now you get to the big leagues, it's a little bit different. You're playing 20 more games. The travel is a little bit different, but the schedule is still somewhat the same. So, um, I mean, there, it, it's definitely a trickle-down effect of what takes place in the big leagues. Yeah, they're passing that down to the guys in the minor leagues because they want those guys to be as effective as possible. Um, and again, creating longevity and starting that at an earlier age so that for these kids that are coming up that are 23, 24, 25, yeah, they can bounce right out of bed and they're, they're ready to go. But it's like, you know, like they say, when you hit 30, all of a sudden your, your back hurts for no reason and this and that or whatnot. So it's being able to try to get out in front of all of those potential injuries and starting that voyage at an earlier age for these kids down in the minor leagues so that when they get to the big leagues, boom, they already know what the system is, they know the program, and they're able to prolong their their careers even further. But does what you're doing now with, with 76 Capital, does that also filter down – to to what you talk to athletes, even if you're ta- even if you were to going into oh, yeah. let's say the Phillies camp in spring training, talking with the with the minor league players about hey listen, you may think you've got a great career coming up, but you know what, you better be ready for that next step. Oh yeah, that's absolutely absolutely true. I mean, uh, for me, it's you know you, I've been like I said, I've been I've been lucky enough to be able to play twelve thirteen years as much as I can, and you know a lot of guys won't get that opportunity. So it's also making sure that they know to take care of themselves and to um, put themselves in a great situation to succeed financially as well. Great having you both with us today. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Ryan. All the best, and uh, uh, good luck with, uh, with 76 Capital.
Thank you so All right. much. Thank you, so Thank much. you both. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.